December 7th, 2013. It was a great night under the lights at Cranston Stadium for the West Warwick Wizards football team. The game had just ended with senior Austin Payguy running an interception back for a score as the clock expired, giving West Warwick a 48-13 win over Cumberland for the Division II state championship. Players, parents, and coaches frolicked on the field, posed for pictures, and soaked up the moment as it came. It was the first championship for the Orange and Black in 20 years. Now let's fast forward to now. Almost eight years and two coaches later, the team is looking for its first varsity win in two years. On today's season three premiere of the Words with Wizards podcast, we chat with Wesley Pennington, the new head football coach for West Warwick, and the man who hopes to right the ship that has been sinking for the past two years. This is the Words with Wizards podcast, your look at the world through the lens of West Warwick High School. It's where we talk to interesting people, visit cool places, and sometimes hit on a big story. And at the end of it all, you'll learn a little more about what's going on in the land of the orange and black. And now, here's your host, a man who once wrestled in the WWE under the name White Chocolate Thunder. Mr. Eric White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is episode 20, and today is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. This is the season three premiere of the Words with Wizards podcast. There's one more week until the official start of school, but most teachers like myself have been mentally and physically preparing for day one, this time in front of actual students. Also back in person will be spectators at high school sporting events, including football, which is the focus of today's show. I sat down last week with the new West Warwick High School football coach, Wesley Pennington, to learn a little bit more about him personally and what we can expect to see when the team takes the field next month. Before I get into the topic of today's show, I want to take a moment to mention the passing of a West Warwick football legend. Buddy Alves died last week at the age of 85. He was a two-time All-State selection who, as a running back, scored 53 touchdowns for 210 points during his senior season with the Wizards in 1952. That's a record that stood for 30 years. That team went down to Miami, the Orange Bowl, to play another powerhouse team that year. That would be the only game Alves would lose as a Wizard. He went on to play for Boston College, scoring a touchdown the very first time he touched the ball. He later served as a state representative, fighting as hard for his town in the legislature as he did on the football field. My condolences to the Alves family, among them his nephews Steve Alves and Jim Alves, who are uh, vice principals at the high school and middle school respectively, and I've done a lot of work with them. So, um, and Jim sent me some press clippings um, about Buddy. So maybe we can get back and circle back to more of what he did at a later time on this show. I'd love to do that. We're here with Wesley Pennington, the brand new West Warwick High School football coach. 
How you doing today? Hey, doing doing awesome. Doing awesome. Excited excited to be here. Excellent. Okay, now I want to tell you, no hard feelings right off the bat. I graduated from West. You graduated <laughs> from Cranston East. Yep, my, no hard feelings. No we, hard. <laughs> we beat them my senior year, so uh, I, no hard feelings. Yeah, they, you know, you beat you beat us just about every year. But I, I was in the band. Uh, we, you know, we had. I thought we had a better band, but you guys always had a better football team most of the time. And my um, older sisters graduated in '80 and '81 from East. Gotcha. My mother graduated before it was East. <laughs> I am the black sheep of the family. I went to West. Uh, oh, we won't but, hold that against uh, you. Uh, I, <laughs> Thank you very much. You know the history of, of this football program. What made you want to take this job? As I was looking at the, uh, the position and, you know, West Warwick's history, I mean, it goes back to Masnicki winning championships and, you know, um, Alves the father, Alves the son, you know, um, in here winning uh, championships. And then Sean came in and he won a championship. You know, so there's a, there's a lineage, a history um, a heritage of winning is a you know, and plus West Warwick too is a is a football town. You know, it's a it's a place where, you know, if you're a coach and you coach this sport, you want to coach in West Warwick. You know, because um, the whole town gets behind you. The, you know, the the school, the community, the the alum, they all get behind you. You know, and they and they give you a push. And I'm excited to coach in that atmosphere. What are the biggest challenges you think you'll face this upcoming season? Yeah, I think the one of the biggest challenges that I'll face coming up is just kind of getting past uh, the last uh, coaching administration um, and just getting the players and the parents to kind of trust in, you know, what we're going to be doing and the system that we're going to bring in. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest hurdle. Um, and, and, you know, it's one that I welcome because I get it and I understand it. You know, I've been coaching for a long time, so um, I understand those types of hurdles. Um, but I think once we get past that and the players and the parents start to trust in me and trust in the system and know that we have their best interest at heart um, and that we're going to do the right things out there, um, then we'll see a turnaround in that area and we'll see an excitement that I'm hoping will just build. We actually officially start next Monday, the 23rd. And so we've been doing workouts, so I've met the majority of them. There's still some that are going to come in when we get going. My read is that they're willing to give it a shot and they're willing to trust in the system and they're excited. I, I feel the energy out there. Um, they feel like, you know, they have another opportunity, another chance. You know, this group of young men have been, you know, for lack of a better word, getting beat up week in and week out. Um, and now they have an opportunity to turn that around. So I'm excited for them and I'm excited for the program and I'm really looking forward to just getting into this. And you had told the Providence Journal I'm going to pull a quote here. I usually don't do this, but that you don't see any reason why you cannot have immediate success with this team. What would you consider to be a successful season? Um, well, I mean, winning some games, a better looking product on the field, you know, a competitive product, you know, one that, you know, hey, week in, week out, we got a shot. You know, we're, we're going to go out, we're going to battle, we're going to do our best, and we're going to, it's actually going to be a better looking product. And, and I think if we uh, come out with, with the right attitude, and we get them to kind of buy into our our program and what we're bringing in, we're going to see a better product, and and that that product is going to translate into wins. This group of young men, I think the junior class more specifically, when they were in Pop Warner, they were had undefeated season and won championships. So they've been on the successful side of it. Now they've been on the unsuccessful side of it. Um, so I'm just excited to kind of ignite that again in them um, and get them back out there playing good football. 
and hopefully we'll, we'll get some wins and we'll be very competitive. And when you come to a football game, you'll see a good football game. The fans will let you know if they don't see a good football <laughs> game, even if they're seeing a good football game. I mean, they are not, like you said, it's a football town. You and I are from Cranston. I've been teaching here for 15 years, so I'm not, I bleed orange and black, but I'm not from here. And But I've been around a, a, enough to know, you know, we, through some good seasons, through the championship in, in 13, uh, that people, uh, like in most uh, uh, audiences around uh, football in Rhode Island, will not will let you know what they think. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? And that's football. That's yeah. football fans in general. Um, you know, but for me, that's good because, I, you know, I, I, I really kind of um, thrive off the challenge to be better, to do better. Um, and, and I welcome them to if they see something to bring it to my attention because hey sometimes we don't see things you know what i mean we need to be it needs to be brought to our attention uh so that we can be better so i welcome that now your coaching staff uh where are you with filling those positions actually today we're going to have some interviews uh for uh two coaching positions that we have and i I believe that we can bring in we're going to bring in a good coaching staff um one that's competent and one that's uh ready to take on the challenge of uh, coaching these young men and bringing them up to speed on where they need to be. Um, and, and I think, like anything, you know, a coaching staff gets better with time. So, you know, this year is going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be a fit for all of us getting used to being around each other, coaching with each other, coaching the kids. It's just going to be a fit. So um, as time goes on, you'll see that start to get better. And as coaching staff gets better, the program will get better, teams will get better. Um, and, and hopefully down the road we'll see um, a program that's gotten a lot better. Yes, and, and you had mentioned, I mean, this same group, uh, I mean, we had t- a couple of years ago there were a lot of freshman starters, and it means that can mean two things, probably more to, to somebody who knows more about football than I do like you. But uh, number one, if you're starting a lot of freshmen, you're probably going to lose games. And number two, you've got a talented group of freshmen who hopefully right. – now that they're all juniors and you've got some other pieces, some seniors as right, well can, right. can, can, can step up and finally come into their own. They've had success, but not at this level. Yeah, and one of the, one of the good things that, um, that I bring in is I happen to, you know, I, I coached 17 years in North Smithfield, and I had a talented group of freshmen that came in, but we did it a little differently. You know, I, I didn't play them right away. I just I groomed them. I, I let them get comfortable in their own shoes and their own bodies. Um, and then by the time they were juniors, they were ready to step in. And we had two great seasons with that group. And uh, we went undefeated, ended up losing a, a championship game. And then the following year, we went undefeated again and went, uh, ended up winning the championship game. You know, so one of the things that I'm going to have to get, uh, get out of these young men is sometimes when you lose games, you, you get into a habit. I mean, there's, there's a habit of winning and there's a habit of losing. Um, so you get into that habit of losing um, the things that you do. So we got to turn that around. We got to teach them um, the right ways so that we can get to a habit of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think once that happens, we'll start to see this whole boat kind of turn around. That's that's great. That's great. Now, just I want to go to you personally for a moment. You're on the you're a state policeman. You've been a state policeman for 27 years. Yes, now, sir. Since 1994. Uh, can you tell us anything about what you do there? Oh, of course. Yeah. So um, as a state trooper, like you said, I've been a trooper for 27 years. Um, 22 of those years, I was a road trooper. I was on the road um, handling various things. Now I'm the grant manager for the state police. Um, I handle 
all of the monies that come in for uh, speed details, DUI details, uh, distracted driving details, uh, seatbelt details, those types of things. I'm also uh, the administrative NCO because I'm a sergeant uh, with state police for what we call our traffic safety unit, which is um, our specialized unit we have, which goes out um, and they just, the only thing they do is look for impaired driving on the highway. You know, because of the uh, fatality rate due to impaired driving within this state, which is higher than the national average on on average, yeah. um, we instituted this, the Colonel of the State Police instituted this new unit um, with the help of the Department of Transportation, um, yeah. which collaborated with him in order to create this unit. And, it, it, and they're doing, you know, fabulous work out there. Um, and hopefully we'll see uh, the numbers for fatalities within the state go down. So let me ask you, in the past, I already know the answer to one of these questions. I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, what connection do you have to the town of West Warwick? Have you ever, like, worked here before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I was a, a trooper, um, I was a police officer here in the town for two and a half years, um, from 1992 to 94. Um, and, you know, I really enjoyed working here. I really uh, loved the town. Um, actually, it's one of the things that I speak about because I go around and I speak to police departments about bias policing um, and implicit bias. And one of the things that I referred to them about my experience here in West Warwick, you know, and how, you know, coming to police a town, which was predominantly Portuguese, uh, being an African-American male, you know, and how do you do that? You know, and just getting out and really meeting people, mm-hmm. shaking people's hands, talking to them, breaking down walls, yeah. you know, so that you can understand them, they can understand you, and then the whole policing thing becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I and mean, it's been a while, and it's been a while since you've been here, but you do have knowledge, more knowledge of the town than somebody who's never never worked here. Oh, absolutely. I know the, I know the town very well. You yeah. know, and even as a trooper, I would still come into town and I know a lot of the guys on on the police department. So, yeah, I'm not a total stranger to West Ward. That's good. I need a GPS to get to Wakefield Hills, so I you got to <laughs> and it's been 15 years but my sense of direction is just bad. So, all right. So, I know it's early in your coaching career. Okay, here. Here it is. Not overall. But I'm going to put you on the hot seat with a couple of questions, a couple of fun questions. All right. On the hot seat. So, we go back in time to Cranston East. You graduated in 84. Yes. What kind of student were you in high school? Oh, boy. (laughs) So, I wasn't like... uh, like a straight A student in high school, um, I was an average student in high school in the classroom. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's that's one of the reasons why I coach football because you know playing football in high school is really what allowed me to get through high school. Um, if I had not had that opportunity to play and I didn't play um, high school football, I don't know that I would have um, completed high school at all. So that's one of the passions I have because you know I know that for a lot of young men. Um, being on the football team helped them get through the classwork and, you know, getting to school and being at school and all of those things that come along with that. So I was an average student, but, you know, because I had some good coaches, um, I I was able to play uh, football in high school. It allowed me to get through it. What is your fondest football memory as a player? As a player? So I played um, for a team called the Marble Shamrock Semi-Pro Football. And we played in a couple of national championship football games. 
Um, and my fondest memory of uh, playing football was being in a uh, national championship football game. We're down, I think, by four points with the ball with under two minutes left in the game. And we're driving down the field, and my number gets called inside the 15. I, I'm able to break some tackles and punch it in for the touchdown to go up and win that championship game. So, you know, that was a, that was a huge Huge, that's uh, great. huge thing for me to experience. So that was that's one of my big ones. But I have a lot of them. I've been playing <laughs> football for a long time. Yeah. Yep. How about as a coach? As a coach, I mean, so we can look at it on two different. I look when I think about that question, coaching wise, I look at it on two different levels. One is um, winning a state championship. You know, um, that's that's the biggest thing for any coach. But also, one of my biggest pet peeves in North Smithfield was that I would go through a season without having any academic failures. So our goal was to complete the season without losing any players to academics. You know, and I, and I think we've accom- we accomplished that maybe four or five times in my 17 years there because, you know, you always like one, like you like just missed one or something. Um, but that was one of my goals. And when we did that, that would no matter, no matter the success of the season, to me, that made that season successful. Let me ask you this. If we ask one of your former players, right, to describe you in one word, that word would be? Under control, if that's one word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. We can hyphenate it. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under control. You mean in control of yourself, your emotions. You're not, the, you're not the kind that flies off the handle very easily. Yeah, in the heat of the battle, you know, um, under control. My One of my... Um, biggest things is as I've looked across sports in general whether it's basketball baseball hockey football whether it's the NFL college level or high school pop Warner um, the team takes on the personality of their coach their head coach and so if you're if you're a loose cannon if you're always blowing off and you're yelling and screaming all the time that's what you're going to get from your team yeah. Um, but if they see you under control, under pressure, being able to think through things and, and work through situations, then your team's going to be that type of team. And that's the type of team that I want because when we get into battles, when we get into playoffs and championship games, when everything's on the line, I want a team that's under control, that's going to think through it, that's going to work through the problems that we have, the situations that we have in order to be successful. Does that kind of team make fewer mistakes than the team that flies off the handle? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and not that they don't make mistakes because they do, but it's how they handle those mistakes that matters um and and that's just something that i've learned to do and how i've learned to be because as a trooper too i can't lose my mind when things happen i got to be under control i got to think through all the situations that i'm involved in in order to come out alive in order to handle them in the best way possible so i've just translated that into my coaching um attitude as well and um i think when when the head coach is under control when the head coach is is kind of thinking through things and when the head coach looks at the game in its fullness um then the team does as well excellent excellent okay a couple of light-hearted ones but favorite tv show to binge favorite tv show to binge like a netflix uh, uh, hulu what's my favorite tv show so <laughs> Even if your wife makes you sit down with her and watch that, that still counts. That's okay. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I used to be a huge MASH fan. What? I would, I oh, could yeah. sit down and watch episode after episode of MASH. Uh, maybe because, you know, I served in the military and, you know, I was in the first Gulf War. And, you know, just battles and those types of things kind of interest me. So I could sit down and watch it. Plus it was hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. So I could sit down and watch MASH forever. 
Now, are you? Uh, we're we're going to date ourselves here. You're a couple of years older than I am, but uh, did you watch the last episode on TV? I sure did. Oh yeah, I sure did. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And still, when I, still when I watch the reruns and I see the last episode, I can still feel kind of the the, the you know what I felt back then when I watched it. <laughs> yes, I, I remember watching that last episode and and um, thinking, you know, eleven year show. Two year war, a two year war. It's actually yeah. still going on. They never formally yeah. ended it, but it was two and two and a half years of fighting, and that was something else. So, Mash, that's a great answer. That's one that I wouldn't ever have expected, but <laughs> one of the great comedy yeah, classics. Awesome. N- last one. Name a movie you can watch over and over again. Like if if you have time and you're flipping through the channels and this movie's on, you're watching it. Oh, that's easy. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Ah. <laughs> Absolutely. My all-time favorite. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I think we get, we learned a little more about you. You're, you're infectious. You're making me want to run through a wall, even though I would hurt myself if I did that yeah, right wanna, now. So I'm ready to go. You know, these guys are ready to go. We're excited. Love this game. And, you know, not just uh, the X's and the O's of the game, but the learning principles that the game brings in. You know, the growth that I see in young men as they're playing the game, you know, from their freshman year to their senior year, um, watching them grow. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited, you know, for that to happen here at West Warwick, you know, and I'm fully a wizard right now, so let's go. Thanks for tuning in. All music and sound effects for the podcast come from Wii Video, Speechello, and My Instance, which I use along with Twisted Wave to produce the show. This has been a presentation of the Media Broadcasting and Journalism Pathway at West Warwick High School. If you're a student interested in learning more about radio, TV, and journalism, then you can get in touch with me, Mr. White, at ewhite at www-ps.com. More information about the pathway is also below on the YouTube version of this show. And you can also listen to the Words with Wizards podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. The pathway and shows like this are not possible without sponsor support. Part of being a sponsor is that you and or your business can get exposure on this and other Pathway broadcasts. Funding goes toward the purchase of new equipment, student scholarships, and professional development. You can find more information on sponsorships, which are tax deductible, at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. Hey, got an idea for the show? Visit the Words with Wizards webpage at www.hstv.com. After you get to the website, click the link, Other Shows. You'll find Words with Wizards right there. That's www.hstv.com. There's a form on the page that you can fill out to let me know about your ideas for the show. And we'll see you back here soon. Until then, stay safe, stay informed, and for the second straight school year, stay behind your mask.